Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustle, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Thursday night uh, throwdown has uh, begun. We've got a full house on the program uh, this evening. There's a lot of stuff to unpack and break down. The Women's World Cup, we just went to extra time. Penalty kicks were not needed. Uh, what it was all said and done, Spain scored. And a minute. Um, to uh, to advance uh, the Spain marches on through to the other side 2-1 a final score yet it was really 1-1 right so the draw hit the under hit Spain uh, to qualify uh, hits so uh, we'll break uh, we'll break down the upcoming uh, matches we've got Leeds Cup soccer on Friday night Messi's uh, back in action and now it's not to the point of just like whether Messi's going to score uh, or not it's like alright is he going to score in like the first 10 minutes he keeps on scoring in the first 10 minutes of these matches so we're going to get uh, we'll get into the league's cup games Angelo Zara is going to kick it with us we got big card Julio um, on the radar tonight Julio Rosario will throw it down uh, with us this evening Teresa Walker uh, kicks it with us. Associated Press, Teresa Walker covers the Tennessee uh, Volunteers. Of course, the Tennessee Titans will focus on the Tennessee Titans uh, tonight uh, with Teresa. You know, the Tennessee Titan win total is um, seven and a half. When you look at the division that they're playing in with the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the, uh, the Jags, like, Really? Seven and a half feels a little bit light, so we'll talk some Titan uh, football and more with Teresa Walker, NFL preseason football. So uh, speaking of the Houston Texans, the Texans victorious tonight against the New England Patriots, and these games don't really mean anything. The Raiders went. Uh, the Ra- Raiders were perfect last year. They went four and zero in the preseason last year, and we saw it was a train wreck, right? So it doesn't mean anything. Wins and losses don't really mean anything, but you can sort of get a feel for teams. You know, you know where where they're at. What, what's what's the vibe around this football team? And it seems to me that the vibe right now in Foxborough is, I don't know, it's about as live as a fake plant is, right? Like there's no passion, there's no emotion with that football team. It's strange to see a Belichick team just sort of go through the motions. And yeah, it's preseason, but we've seen this in the regular season with this team. Uh, Listen, I think everybody thought and a lot of people are predicting that the New England Patriots are going to be a last-place team in this division, right? I mean, whether you're buying or selling the New York Jets uh, or not, the Buffalo Bills are the team to beat. I think the Dolphins are really dangerous. We'll see what happens with the Jets. The Jets do have a ton of talent, and quite frankly, that's the problem. The Patriots don't have a ton of talent. Bill Belichick might be one of the greatest coaches ever, but he's such a good coach— He's one of the worst talent evaluators ever. Like, Bill Belichick thinks that he can win with anybody, right? 
like you know when he was winning with Tom Brady and Welker and all these other dudes, you know Amendola, the interchangeable parts. Right? I remember after they lost, I think it was like Amendola or Edelman or whatever. He said, "Well, yeah, you know we've always had uh, success at that position. It's never about the player." The late night anger management class. This is Sportridge. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down a Thursday night throwdown has a big gun. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. First things first, thanks to everybody that uh, wished us a happy birthday online and uh, elsewhere. We sincerely appreciate it, and we hope that uh, you enjoy your birthday. We're all business on our birthday. Slave to the grind, Skid Row style. Let's do this thing. But it's all uh, good. It's not work if you love what you do, as they say. And we do love what we do. And we also love the National Football League. The National Football League is back. We've got late night football going on right now as we speak. The Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks are tied at 10. Five minutes left in the third quarter of play. If you follow us on Twitter, at SportsRage, and you watch our show and listen to the show earlier in the evening, you know that we pulled the trigger on the Minnesota Vikings plus the points. We took the Minnesota the Vikings on the money line, Skoll, and we also took under 37 in this game. I don't understand the movement and why the uh, the total climbed in this game, but it is what it is, and they are at uh, 20 points right now with five minutes left in the third quarter of play. The Houston Texans get it done. Davis Mills was crisp uh, tonight. Davis Mills looked sharp uh, for the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud started the football game, and C.J. Stroud looked like a dude that was playing his first uh, series in the first game of the year. Uh, C.J. Stroud got lit up. <laughs> he got he got like C.J. Stroud really had like if you're the Houston Texans, you're probably getting you know a little you know little chuckle and a little grin you know over a couple of drinks if you're in the coach's room about C.J. Stroud. It's like listen, he didn't get hurt. <laughs> he got drilled. He got sacked. He got hit late another time. There was like a flag, and uh, he threw an interception. Hey, it's all good. Right, you want the kid to struggle. You, you, you know, what I mean, if stuff comes easy, you don't think he's going to end up like Johnny Manziel. Thinks, oh, this is easy. I'm going to wreck this league. Right, it was one of those humbling sort of. All right, this is we got some work to do. Let's let's take it from here. Uh, the New England Patriots just seemingly suck. All right, the Patriots suck last year. They look like they're going to suck this year because Mac Jones sucks and Bill Belichick can't win without Tom Brady. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. We got a million guests that I'll tell you about on the other side. Bring it! SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. (coughs) 
Let's roll. The Thursday night throwdown. This is Sports Ranch. I am Gable Brancy. The pitch, the players, the hustlers, the people to bust them, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it. Thursday night throwdown style. A lot of stuff uh, going on. NFL football, CFL football, Women's uh, World Cup. We've got Leagues Cup to break down. College football. We're literally now just like 15 days away from kickoff, which sounds crazy. Man, we've really got a lot of work to do as far as. <laughs> we've got a lot of work to do. It's one of like, you know. Sort of like going back to school. I've always looked at like college football betting. It's like going back to school. I believe there's what there's 133 teams now. It's a lot of teams. It's a lot of players. There's no way in hell too. You're gonna hear people drop like you know this and that about all these teams and stuff. It's like yeah, name me the name me the 90 kids on every one of these 134 teams or whatever. There are it's like 133, 134 uh, this year, but. It's time to start actually like looking at point spreads and all right, what are we doing in in week zero? They call it week zero, uh, not week one. But we've got Major League Baseball uh, to hit tonight. We're gonna talk some Tennessee Titan football. Talk about uh, their their training camp and uh, more. Of course, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is a class act. You know, Mike Vrabel is one of the more popular, probably you know the most amongst like the top most popular coaches in a National Football League with other players because the dude played in the league. There's a lot of coaches that didn't play in the league, and players will respect him to a certain degree. Now the problem is a lot of former players are not great head coaches, so. That's why there's not a lot of great coaches, right? you know what I'm saying? Like there's sort of, you know, it's a little bit, you know, you have that strength, but you have this weakness. And Vrabel sort of like has that balance of being a good coach and and sort of understanding the player's perspective uh, as well. So we'll talk some Titan football. For the record, their win total is seven and a half. Minnesota Vikings have just taken a three-point lead. It's 13-10. Uh, right now with 3.24 left in the third quarter of play. I wonder how much money Phil Mickelson has on this football game because you know he does. So Phil Mickelson in the news uh, today. And I was going to say nothing to do with the Live Tour, but of course there were articles that came after in which I believe it was SI.com that rhetorically asked, and I think it's actually legitimate. I think it was a legitimate article. That I for the record I didn't get a chance to read yet, but I saw the uh, I saw the story, and it said if Phil Mickelson did not bet a billion dollars in his life, so if you don't know the story, Phil Mickelson has wagered over one billion dollars on sporting events, and this comes from Billy Walters who is, of course, the biggest sports better in American history. And, you know, I know, you know, I don't know how many of the percentage of people tuning in right now would know. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? But basically, he's, he's, a, he's an entity and a business upon himself. I mean, he's been on 60 Minutes. Um, that, was, that was a problem. <laughs> that was a mistake. Uh, but... Like, he's a legendary gambler. He's a better in Vegas, except he bet big money on high volume, multiple games, multiple events, and, you know, developed like just sort of an enterprise, an enterprise. Like, he would have, like, basically, like the late, great Dave Malinsky, may rest in peace. Dave was a super sharp guy. And Dave, Dave just did Mountain West football, right? So basically, Billy would like get all sort of the best people that he knew in Vegas and handicappers, and he would just assign them one conference, and he would say, "Listen, I don't care. I don't want your best bets out of everything. Just you focus on this one conference, and I want to know everything. I want to know what they have for breakfast. I want to know what time the bus arrived. I want to know what color socks the coach is wearing, right? Like one of those type of guys." And you know, you know, two hundred thousand dollar bets, and then he would send out runners to every different place. But he would also have guys, you know, that yeah, listen, we think that the slot machine over at Golden Nugget, one of those Wheel of Fortune slots, is a little loose. All right, take a bag of two hundred fifty k and get down there and attack it. Right, like wherever there was an edge. And then, like anything, he had inside contacts. He got like you know strip malls for like a dollar from like city officials.
lot of golf. His problem was, though, he got famous. And he went on 60 Minutes, which he shouldn't have. But that's like the kiss of death. And always ends in arrest for everybody. So long story short... When Billy Walters talks about betting, this isn't like hypothetical, well, you know, it's this and that. No, well, if anybody knows anything, it's like, it's Billy. So this is astronomical numbers, which don't, you know, don't come as a surprise. Actually, we've all known that Phil Mickelson likes to bet on sports. I would say that probably, listen, the number itself of $1 billion, like sort of is jarring. Now, he didn't lose $1 billion, but we've heard in the past, and I've, you know, I've heard basically that Phil Mickelson has lost like $150 to $200 million in his career, um, like over the years betting on sports, like hundreds of millions of dollars. And let's not kid ourselves. Would he, would he have sold his soul and tarnished his reputation and, ironically enough, gotten $150 million from the Saudis? He probably figured, dear God, like I just got everything that I lost back, right? Like over the years, this is some serious wagering, guys. You you know you think our plays, right? You're straight. I'm more worried about this preseason game here right now. I get it. We we all have bets, but Phil Mickelson was betting large, man, large amounts of money, and in fact, it's documented. How about this, Phil Mickelson? <laughs> this is insane. Phil Mickelson, over the years, from 2010 to 2014, so over a four-year, uh, five-year span, 2010 to 2014, Phil Mickelson made 858 bets. Not, he didn't just make 858 bets, but listen to this. He made 858 bets of $220,000. He made 1,115 thousand one different bets of hundred and ten thousand dollars so one thousand one hundred and fifteen bets of hundred and ten thousand dollars now Billy Walters estimates that Phil has lost over a hundred million dollars over the last 30 years sports betting I like I said I've heard 150 200 so whatever but like I said Billy knows you know what I'm saying but you, you get the you get the gist of it like, this isn't just rumors and gossip. Phil Mickelson is a hardcore sports better. Big money. Like, so pretty clear. If he bet 853 times, uh, 858 times at 220K, it's pretty clear. $220,000 was his $200 bet for us. That, like, that's, you know what I mean? You can, you can see his betting pattern. So $220,000, that's probably what Phil, like, was betting per game. I'm betting an NFL game. I'll put two, you know, two twenty to win two hundred. It's funny, right? Like, <laughs> I've seen guys like at the Strat in Vegas and stuff. You know what I mean? Drives me crazy. Dudes are at the window. You know what I mean? They're betting twelve to win eleven to win ten, <laughs> right? Even I, you know, I'm I'm going up there. Yeah, yeah, you know. Here's uh, here's two seventy to win two fifty. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Uh, Phil Mickelson, like nice even number. Yeah, I'll lay the two hundred and twenty thousand to get two hundred two hundred back. All right, nothing wrong with that. He's not breaking any laws. He can bet all he wants. Except where the where the headline-grabbing news is concerned is that Billy Walters claims that Phil Mickelson tried to place a $400,000 wager on Team USA in the 2012 Ryder Cup in which Phil Mickelson played in. For the record, Phil Mickelson wanted to bet on himself and Team USA. Billy refused to get the bet in for him. This is sports rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen Gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.
Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Lady says I'm an artist. You? An artist? Your husband's work is what we call outsider art. It could be by a mental patient or a hillbilly or a chimpanzee. I am the chimpanzee. This is Portridge. I am Gabriel Morenci, Sir 6 M Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. The Seattle Seahawks have just scored a touchdown. Um, Drew Locke has just thrown a touchdown pass. They've taken a 16-13 lead with three seconds left in the third quarter. Extra point is pending coming up. And uh, for the record, we are on the Minnesota Vikings plus the points. So we're on under 37 in this game. Uh, but to put it in context, at least we do not have $220,000 on this game like Phil Mickelson uh, potentially does. As uh, we were saying, we'll bring in uh, we'll bring in our guest uh, momentarily here. Uh, Big Card Julio is going to join us a little bit uh, later on. We got Angelo Zara throwing it down with us. Teresa Walker, Associated Press in uh, Nashville. We'll get into the Tennessee Titans camp. Mike Vrabel, uh, Will Levis, Malik Willis uh, updates uh, and more. We got uh, Craig Trapp stepping up and in from picks and parlays. But yeah, this Phil Mickelson story is crazy, and you know it's true because it's Billy Billy Walters. So and you know Billy really is the biggest sports better in American sports betting history. He's got a new book out, Gamblers: A Secret from um, from a life of risk secrets from a life of risk uh billy walters in which he basically throws phil mickelson under the bus that's the whole thing that i'm really surprised about the one thing i will say let's not forget billy billy went to jail for insider trading stock trading phil mickelson made money off those stocks point blank phil mickelson lied to the feds right somehow right it got off right billy went to jail so like phil like you know and not like anyone that knows anything behind the scenes phil's been dancing with the devil for years the guy like plays golf for like you know with corporate ceos and he hustles them for big money and stuff he's a you know that's what that's what we like about him he's a degenerate gambler but the part about him wanting to bet four hundred thousand uh, dollars on the um, the Ryder Cup is going to raise eyebrows. It really will. And Billy goes on to say, a uh, quick quote. Uh, he says Phil Mickelson um, called Walters from Medina Country Club during the 39th Ryder Cup and asked Walters to place a four hundred thousand dollar wager for him on the U.S. to win. Walters uh, responded by scolding Mickelson. Have you lost your effing mind? Don't you remember what happened to Pete Rose? You're seen as the modern-day Arnold Palmer. You risk all of that for this? I want no part of it. Uh, Mickelson says in a statement earlier today that he denied betting on the Ryder Cup but would never undermine the integrity of the game. I'd never bet on the Ryder Cup. <laughs> I like what he says. I never. Yeah, he didn't say I never tried to bet on the Ryder Cup. Right? So I never bet on the Ryder Cup. And for the record, he wanted to bet on the USA. So he wasn't, uh, Phil Mickelson was not trying to throw the Ryder Cup. Let's bring in uh, Craig Trapp right now, picks and uh, parlays. And uh, Craig, it's a pretty crazy story, this story. And what really catches my eye about this 
is the fact that Mickelson made 858 bets of exactly $220,000 each. Which is basically like our two hundred and twenty dollars to win two hundred. You know what I'm saying? So his <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the for him. It's like okay, I'll bet two twenty to win two hundred. That's what I've surmised from this, bro. That that's pretty much that was his unit size, I guess, for a football season. How you doing, Craig? <laughs> Unbelievable story. I mean, what a week of gambling news. I mean, this pops it off, but the you know ESPN getting in the game. You're right. Game. Yeah, yeah. Barstool, uh, Barstool ESPN, Penn Gaming. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I tell you? It, it's it's nuts, and you know, with the legalization, of course, years ago. I mean, this, the, you know, the the revolving is not done. The revolving door is not done. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, everybody's going to get involved. Every state's getting involved, and uh, so these stories are not, you know, the Iowa State story. Obviously, this week as well, Iowa State and Iowa. That sounds like more players getting indicted. I mean, it's. You know, they got to figure this out sooner than later if, if we want to keep this going. And I think a lot of people don't realize it, but there's been a lot. Like if you, if you know, people that pay attention behind the scenes, Phil Mickelson's name came up in a 2004, uh, 2015 case involving money laundering. Okay, from an illegal gambling operation, uh, the Detroit News revealed that Mickelson had been linked in court documents to an alleged mob bookie in a 2007 trial. Um, it goes like Phil, like we said, that he, there was the insider trading stuff, right, that Billy ended up going to jail for. So I find yeah. it, I guess Billy's like, screw it. I'm just telling my story, and I'm going to say whatever happened uh, right now. But, yeah, it's a crazy world uh, that we're in uh, here right now, and it only gets bigger. And here we are, another NFL season upon us, man. It's going to be, like, bigger than ever. Is, is Billy, is this payback? That's what I kind of wondered because – you know, Mickelson kind of saved himself and didn't stay Billy. And then so Billy's like, all right, I'm going to write, I'll put you in the book and tell you how really bad it was. Because to me, um, Bill Walters didn't need this. I mean, he didn't need this money to, you know, write this book. No, and, and the, no, you're right. And anybody that knows Billy. I'd, lo- I'd love to hear the behind the story. Like, okay, you know, he got you. How about you get him now? Yeah, I don't, and like I said, I don't, I don't know him personally, but I know people that have and do, and I lived in Vegas a long time, was he's such a private person. I mean, I know, like, he used to get mad, like, I know he got mad, like, for the petty, like, small stuff, like, yeah, you told somebody this, right? Like, he was, like, CIA stuff, like, basically. Like, if you, if you're in my circle, you can't, like, you know what I mean? NDA type stuff, like, you can't disclose this or I'll ban you and all that type of stuff. Trust was everything. So that was the first thing, Craig, that struck my mind. I was like, wow. Billy's like yep. given unit sizes, the amount of bets, the, how many bets. He's got the ledgers, bro. He's got the ledgers. And like I said, if this was just TMZ or something, it'd be like, yeah, whatever. But this is Billy freaking Walters. You know it's true. <laughs> That's yeah. what's crazy. And, you know, this this goes back to, you know, the Michael Jordan, you know, like the rumors. Yeah. So now it's like, you know, no one could ever substantially, you know, say what he was betting, you know, only rumors. But now, like I said, you've got someone that's in the industry, like Billy Walters. You can pretty much guarantee this is true. And he, he golfed with, with Phil Mickelson on a regular. So this wasn't like just a guy that just heard about it. This is a guy getting it firsthand. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick, uh, just a quick Jordan betting story. Uh, the only one I got was funny was Kevin Sorbo, the dude who played Hercules, was on, on my show years ago on on the uh, on Sports Rage, the show. And... We were talking, he was playing, he played at Lake Tahoe. He's a good golfer, long story short. So Kevin Sorbo's a good golfer. And um, this is like 15 years ago he told me this story, but I'll never forget it. And I said, man, I said, you were Lake Tahoe, all these golf, you know, big athletes and all this. And I said, who do you, you know, who you, who'd you play with and what, you know? And he goes, well, it's pretty crazy. He goes, I ended up uh, playing a couple of rounds with Michael Jordan. So he started talking, telling story about playing golf with Michael Jordan, right? Not in a tournament, but, you know, for money type of deal. And I said, so, point blank, I said, so how much? I said, wow, so tell us the story. I said, how much did Jordan want to bet? What did he propose? He goes, man, he goes, it's a crazy story. Jordan wanted to bet $100,000 a hole, Craig. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, and Kevin Sorbo told him, he goes, Mike, I don't make that much money as Hercules. And Jordan goes, come on, I've seen you on TV, you're Hercules, right? He goes, no, no, make that type of money. So Jordan said, all right, all right, all right. How about $10,000 a hole? 
And Sorbo said, dude, like, that's just, like, I can't, like, no, I can't do 10,000. And this is the line that was funny. Jordan said, uh, how much will make you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> And they settled on a thousand a hole. Sorbo said, "All right, I'm at a thousand a hole." And Jordan was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> Good funny story of Jordan. Like, all right, like, come on, wuss. Like, what, 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 what will you risk? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, that just shows his competitive nature. And, and and you know, that's you know, being a pro in this business, it's like you know, people say, "What's the the two important things?" I say. Money management and discipline, and you know the average person can't do that. And that's you know you see the Phil Mickelson, oh, even the Jordan, you heard Barkley, like these guys just don't know how. They're so competitive, they don't know how to back off. You know they only know one thing, and that's all in. That's funny you say that because I was just talking earlier. Good segue into I was talking about Mike Vrabel. I said Mike Vrabel is a really good coach, and he was a good player. And the fact that he was a player helps him, and he can relate. And the thing is, a lot of a lot of coaches weren't players, and players like don't really buy into them. They don't really respect them. Yep. But a lot yep. of former players, quite frankly, aren't very good coaches, right? And yep. what you just said, I've always said the same thing about sports betting, bro. People ask, can you make money? Like, can you just make money and live and betting on sports? I say, yeah, you can, but you got to pick winners and be disciplined. And I said, and the problem is, the type of people that are willing to live their life and only bet on sports and be a gambler are not inherently disciplined people in the first place. Craig, that's the catch-22. <laughs> yeah. It really is. <laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth. You know, we say, like, you know, the card counting in Vegas is like, yeah, but the person that's card counting or the poker pros that are really good, they go bet on sports and lose whatever they gained and then some. So it's it's like they don't they can't get away from the gambler inside of them, no matter what they do. Very few people can make money in this business because the discipline isn't there. The competitiveness of whatever you're good at kinda of takes over in everything you do. If you're investing, you know, but in, in the stock you're market right. if you're and and so that's the, the, the key and you know, you hit Mike Rabel I always say you don't want the best player. You know, Tom Brady's not going to be a good coach. He's, but the guy that the guy that had to work his butt off, the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, he man, gets it. You know, you're right. Yeah. We'll hit. We'll Those get some picks on the other side. No, you're right. Great, great, great players don't understand how the the players they're coaching aren't as good as them. It bothers yep. them. This is sports yep. rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's like a time machine seeing uh, Bobby Wagner on the sidelines with the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are leading the Minnesota Vikings uh, right now, which I'm not a fan of. It's a 17-13. 
I've got a same-game parlay with the Minnesota Vikings plus three and a half and the under 37. I don't know. Maybe something weird will happen here. This quarterback that we said wouldn't do anything from East Carolina just scrambled for like 25 yards. So that might have been the dagger. As I said on the Simpsons, when you're right 52% of the time, you're going to be wrong 48% of the time. Craig Trapp kicking it with us from picks and parlays. So, uh, Craig, what do you want to get into? We got, uh, we're got we two weeks from college football. NFL football preseason is upon us. Uh, Major League uh, Baseball, of course, we're heading into the weekend. And, man, all these games and all these series feel pretty big already. Major League uh, Baseball, what do you want to start off with here? Well, interesting, you know, baseball right now, usually after the trade deadline, I always say it's like danger time because everything on the board, all the good teams are minus 250 because they all got better. And all the teams that were sellers this year, a lot of teams in the middle. So we didn't see near the, you know, we saw a lot more buyers, a lot different teams in the mix this year, not just the same old Yankees, Dodgers, you know, plays. I I think it's, you know, I don't think it's the pitch clock. But if it is, it was it was genius by Major League Baseball. It's been one of these weird. Yeah, it's been it's hey, listen. It's been an entertaining year. I haven't, I didn't yeah. I didn't want the pitch clock. I wasn't down with it. I wasn't a fan of it. But I haven't noticed it, so I can't really bitch about it to be honest. Like it's not like they put the clock behind home plate and it's super in your face and it's annoying. Right. The games are moving faster. I'm not a fan of the ghost runner, you know, on second base. I think that's kind of stupid too. But it is what it is. You can't fight. Um, you can't fight the modern, you know, stupidity. But without being stated, there is. I've been in a groove this year. I've had a good baseball, pretty good baseball uh, campaign. And looking at some of these series this weekend, Baltimore at Seattle. Interesting series this weekend. This Seattle Mariner team, man, has really been flying under the radar. People don't pay attention to the Pacific Northwest very much, but the Mariners have been like, you know, along with the Baltimore Orioles, they've had the best record in baseball uh, since uh, July 1st. Well, you think they're getting not a lot of recognition because the Astros have kind of owned that division for, it seems like, forever. And then this year, you know, the story, of course, Texas Rangers have been playing really good, and uh, with them getting Scherzer, Everybody kind of thinks, okay, the Texas Rangers are going. But, you know, right now, I mean, think about it. They got 62. They're 62 and 52. They're in third place, and they are five and a half back of the Texas Rangers. If they're in the Central, like, you know, I mean, the Central shouldn't even get a team in the playoffs. It would be, I mean, look where they would be. So, to me, it's, you know, baseball has a um, issue, I think, in my opinion. They've got to get rid of the divisions. I, I think in all sports, the division hurts because the best teams – don't always get in, you know, because they're you're playing these. You know, you might be playing just bad teams. So, uh, to me, I think all three of those teams—the Rangers, the Astros, Mariners—all going to be tough when they if they can get in. It's going to be a tough year because, of course, the the AL East has three really good, four really good teams too. Yeah, they, you know what? It's the NBA sort of talked about it internally about um, going one through sixteen in the playoffs, no matter what yep. conference you were in. And to sort of have more of a random feel and sort of an NCAA tournament more feel to it of, oh, wow, this team's playing that team as opposed to, oh, the Raptors are playing the Sixers again, right? Like type of deal where it's the same thing over and over. But as rich as these owners are, they're also rich because they're cheap. And they liked it in the COVID stuff when they started to see less travel and the, the, you know, like in college. Yeah, let's play back-to-back games on the road, and we'll never go back there again for the rest of the year, and we'll save money. Like the NHL, yeah. their regional playoffs, they don't want, and and that's why the NBA shut it down, dude. The NBA owners, some of them were like, "We're not paying," and they said, "That's ridiculous." They said, "We're gonna." So, what happens if it's the Raptors versus the Blazers in the first round? We're gonna have to pay to go back and forth from Toronto and Portland, and it was like, yeah. "Wow." You guys do make billions of dollars every year from your television <laughs> deal. You sort of can't afford it, right? If you wanted to do it, but you don't. So, hey, it is what it is. But as, as far as the NFL preseason is concerned, I can't lie. Uh, my takes have been wrong so far. Worse early into this thing tonight. But I took the Patriots plus the points tonight wrong, and I'm on the Vikings plus the points tonight wrong. What's your take on the preseason? Well, I, luckily I went 2-0 and tonight because preseason is, is literally Russian roulette a little bit. Uh, had the over, I had the uh, Seattle Mariners or Seattle Seahawks over 19.5, so that just cashed, and we had the under in the first uh, the Patriots game, and, and that cashed. You know, interesting, though, like tomorrow, 
it's going to be some teams that I think, you know, Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh, great quarterbacks as far as you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks playing because these teams are deep and not only uh, for the Tampa Bay, you got, you know, going for who's going to be starting, Trask uh, or Mayfield, you know, Pittsburgh, who's going to be the second string quarterback there? So to me, I love playing those games because you feel like you're probably going to get more effort uh, from the top, you know, first and uh, second guys. I don't know how much, if you did, I don't know if you bet on the USFL or watch the USFL, but similar situation. You look at the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow's hurt. Their quarterback depth is already terrible to begin with. Uh, yep. Zach Taylor's like three and seven in his career in the preseason. The Bengals have bigger like issues. Like they're just like God. Let's not get anyone hurt here before the season starts. Meanwhile, the Packers have a chip on their shoulder. And listen, Sean Clifford out of Penn State. Um, okay, he's okay. You know what I mean? He's not great, but he's okay. Uh, Jordan Love has been killing it um, in camp, but I'm a big Alex Magoo fan, and I think this is a, you know an opportunity that Alex Magoo can get. He played elite football in the USFL. He won the MVP, back-to-back championships, and I watched every game. Like, he's good, good, and I think he's the exact type of quarterback we want our money on. For me, it feels like a perfect storm for the Packers tomorrow uh, against the Bengals. Well, I think, you know, I'm a Bengals fan living in Cincinnati, so you hit it right on the head because the Bengals, I mean, it's Super Bowl or bust this year, uh, especially, like I always said, you have to win before you pay your quarterback. This is the last year before, you know, the Bengals will, that contract will kick in next year. Like, they have to win this year because after they pay him, you're going to have to lose some offensive line and you're going to have to lose defense. Very tough to win. Only Kansas City we've really seen do it lately. Uh, so, to me, Green Bay's sitting in a much better spot because the Bengals are going to rest everybody probably uh, first and second preseason game or maybe first and third. Uh, but in this spot, for sure, Green Bay, they got to go out and figure it out because, you know, I mean, in this league, you don't want to be in the middle, and that's where they're probably going to end up right now. You either want to be really good or really bad. Right now, I think Green Bay's in the middle, and they got to figure that out uh, because be really good or really bad, NBA and NFL, and I think Green Bay's going to prove it in this one. I think they win, you know, 14, 16, 17 points. So, I mean, easy. I see the line at four and a half. That seems like a layup. Uh, Craig Trapp kicking it with us from uh, Picks and Parlays. Craig, what do you think of this, the Baltimore Ravens run? Generally, I don't like laying points. I always tell people, you know, take the underdog plus the points or take the money line because of the weird final scores that we can get. And the Ravens aren't 23-0 against the spread on this little, you know what I mean, on their run. Yeah. But they are 23-0 straight up. And, man, they haven't lost the preseason game since 2015. It was six, six and a half earlier in the week, four and a half uh, right now. What's your feeling on this Ravens team, the, the Ravens streak? Do you ride it? Do you fade it? Do you stay away from it? I'm staying away from this game because I think the two teams that are very similar as far as, you know, I mean, you're one injury away to a key player on offense or even probably more offensively on both these teams that, you know, you lose a key player, you're, you're, you're done. So I will say the two, two teams, I always love the Seahawks um, because they're very competitive, you know, comes to coaching and hardball is the same way with the Ravens. They're just so competitive. And so I think that's why you see them even in preseason games. They just want to win. They want a winning environment. So if I was going to, I would play Baltimore, but I'm staying away personally because the Eagles' depth is really good. I mean, the reason why they were so good on defense last year, it wasn't just one guy. I mean, it was like they were so deep on the defensive line. They lost a few. Um, but I have faith that they're going to be just fine this year. And um, So that's, again, a little scary. Like you said, when you see a trend like that, it's hard to bet against it, though. Yeah, it really is. And you ride it till it loses. You know what I mean? You can't at least yeah. you won't hate yourself in the morning. It's like whatever, yep. man. Yep. You know what I mean? Unless you're jumping on it now. If you haven't bet any of the Ravens, stay away because you're going to curse it. You're going to mush it. Right. But I've been riding this son of a bitch for a couple of years now. So, you know, I'm going to keep on doing it. And another thing that we all know is the two L.A. teams, they're the two coaches that kind of care the least, right? Staley's 1-5 in in two years as a head coach in the preseason. Sean McVay famously doesn't care or value. He values the the, the prep work during the week and the inter-squad scrimmages more than he does these games. Yet the Rams are working a lot of guys in. 
And, you know, this isn't a fat cat Ram team anymore, right? They didn't win the Super Bowl now. Like, and there's a hell of a lot of, they need, the Rams have a ton of players either undrafted and or fifth to seventh round, fourth to seventh round type of guys. But they need to be starters because they don't have money, as you talked about, uh, Craig. Some of these teams, look at the Rams. They spend, you know, Stafford's getting like $68 million or whatever off their cap. Like, with the bonuses and all this, it's ridiculous and he's terrible. They paid for the Super Bowl and the only way out of it was to basically pray that they can just get a bunch of kids that can play well and not have to pay them. But they are very good at scouting players. But I just sort of feel that maybe the Rams don't mail it in as much as they normally do in the preseason this year. Well, the Chargers are a team that they are, in my opinion, they're one of the top six to eight teams, at least on paper, in the you know in the AFC. So to me, they're going to be rest anybody that could possibly get injured that could cost them the season. Like you said, the Rams, they're a bottom half team in the league. In fact, they might be a bottom eight team in the league overall. I mean, they're just, um, once they paid Donald and Stafford, it was over. I mean, everybody else had to go. And Cooper Cup. Yeah. Like, to me, I get it. They're great players. Maybe not Stafford at this point in his career, but Cooper Cup's unbelievable. Donald's unbelievable. You're not winning with just those two guys or those three guys. You've got to have more depth, and they just don't have it. Like I said, once you pay players, and Mahomes took less. That helped that he's taken less. Uh, once you pay your quarterback, it's very difficult in this league uh, with the salary caps the way they are to, to win. And the Rams are there. The, the Chargers are going to be there after this year. Uh, so this is, a, this is the do-or-die year for – for Staley and company, and uh, I think that's why they're going to rest players. You play the Rams here, minus the three. If you, I see some two and a halfs out there with some sports books. Maybe you know because I, just, you see weird stuff in the preseason where these coaches go for two early. Um, I, I, yeah. I still don't understand why they do it, but maybe they just don't want to tie. That's that's the thing. Yeah, you know, let's let's work on our two point plays. <laughs> like you know, I'm saying, well, I wouldn't want it on. Also, I wouldn't want it on video. You know, like that. I, I, I know. I think the same thing too. You worked out. You work out that in private. <laughs> You're right. Right. Like do that in the practice during the week when they, you know, the, these individual practices. That's when I would do this. But I think they just are like, hey, we don't care. We just don't want this to be a tie because that's the worst in the preseason. You have to play extra and guy gets injured. What do you think of – do you like the teams that played in the Hall of Fame game in week two? So, like, the Jets and the Browns now have a game under their belt taking on teams uh, that haven't played. The Browns are hosting the Commanders. Uh, they're laying three points. And um, and the New York Jets take on the Carolina Panthers. We'll wrap up with Craig on the other side. Get a quick pick or two on the way out. Late night anger match for class Teresa Walker from the Associated Press. Going to step up in Nashville, Tennessee. Big card Julio in Denver, Colorado. Angelo Zara. We got a full house tonight. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All 
All right, we're into the three-minute warning, level one, quickest 180 minutes of Sports Talk Radio. This is Sports Rage. I said earlier, you know, wins and losses don't matter in the preseason, but you can take away something from, from what you see. And what we saw in Foxborough was just a listless football team with no creativity, no imagination, no passion. Um, you know, you're seeing a Belichick team take penalties and stuff. And, you know, I, don't, I, I wouldn't lie on the Pats already, but you watch Seattle here. Look at this. Like, Seattle, everyone's playing hard. This is the final minute. Some of these guys are going to be in the USFL. You know what I mean? These guys are playing hard at the end. They just down a punt at the one. Pete Carroll's chewing his gum, clapping. Like, he's got these guys going. And remember the Legion guys? They all said, oh, we've heard Carroll's speeches a million times and blah, blah, blah. He's like a college coach. Young guys play for him. I'm telling you, I like, this, I like the makeup of the Seattle team coming into this year. They're a fun team. So, uh, Craig Trapp with us on, on the way out uh, here. Craig, uh, what do you want to share with us? Um, how can our listeners make some money? What do you like overnight? Maybe uh, NFL football, Major League uh, Baseball. What do you want to leave us with on the way out? Well, I think tomorrow, Major League Baseball, very interesting. Some of my auto-fade pitchers, as I call them, Wainwright on the mound. Uh, no line out yet, but guy that, uh, you know, he got at this point almost auto-fade. Verlander's second start in Houston. I think that's, a, a you know, a very good spot on the run line. And then another auto-fade pitcher, uh, Keiko back back at it with the Minnesota Twins, a guy that uh, another line that's not out yet because Philly's, I once this line that comes out, I'm guessing we're, I'm going to be on Phillies on the run line there because uh, there's. I mean, if you looked at his stats last year, some of the worst. I still don't understand how he's still in the league. He just keeps getting extra chances. I get it. He had it at one point. He just doesn't have it at this point anymore. And, and then Chris Sale back on the mound after a lengthy in, uh, injury against the Detroit team that's been playing a lot better. So I think those are at Major League Baseball and then the, the NFL. Love, I think the Steelers uh, game, very interesting. I love Mike Tomlin. Very similar to what you said uh, with Seattle and Pete Carroll. Yeah, yeah, These yeah. guys always play for him. Like, doesn't matter what, what first, second, third, fourth string, doesn't matter. I agree. And Tomlin has a great history in the preseason. Hey, great stuff. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. 